0: Hey, everybody, this is Tavo DRC Creative Leadership, home of the DFW Leader Online Ministry Fellowship, now resurrecting here on the North Carolina coast, near the sea, sort of, and in Charlotte region. We're here to be of help to the people of God, God's people of different ministries, leadership, styles, and sizes, and colors. We're here for all races. We want to really get out the message of that's on my heart, the E-O-R-R, equal opportunity, real respect for the office of every human made in God's image, according to Psalm 139. So that means every leader, every style, every look, every, you know, doesn't have to be giant, doesn't have to be teeny, whatever you are. Just be faithful and pure in heart and you will see God, perceive or see and discern him resurrect your ministry, your life, and lead you along in the way that fully pleases Him, peacefully as well as skillfully and with discerning. So we're here about men and women, but we're here about men because really, if you look at the history and, you know, the Bible chain of command, but we're also for whoever wants to do the work of the Lord. You know, Rod Parsley helped me a lot. As a Deborah, an office Deborah, and it was never the African American, the Hispanic, the Asian that ever came against me or just sort of withstood. It was the <laughs> LP, the white, the Western European, who had not grown up, I guess, with good parenting or real respect for everybody, or maybe had fear. I don't know. I chose not to have fear. I chose to self-investigate all my life. So that keeps me young and fresh and forgiving and getting over it and god keeps on moving in my life and it's hard to understand all the reasons and seasons but he's always there and it sure has been a riot it's been a hoot most of the time even in the most horrible attack such as abuse closet abuse in a prison house like paul with a soul spirit for years but god Because I know the Lord, like a lot of you, He can show you how to have fun, how to pray, intercede for others, how to have a life, and then to choose to be of good cheer. Like Paul and Silas learned to praise. And that's one thing I didn't get to do that was really on my heart in Dallas 15 years ago now. Pulled out, you know, free of it. I went down there because I'm a worshiper. I'm a prophetic musician, CCLI, songwriter since two decades and also a professional pianist and composer and artisan as well as spontaneous songwriting host to stir up the gifts and the saints. I used to do that on occasion up and down the East Coast and I have songs if you want to see some of the songs they've just had to lie fallow because it wasn't there's so much attack so much area regional bias against a female, especially a divorced female, even though they wouldn't even make a contact to say, well, you know, how did that divorce? Why? Was it your fault? And I'll technically say it was a Matthew 2 issue, big issue, remaining issue, domestic violence. And then it was if in the New Testament, if, when an unbeliever chooses to go, you have to let him. And that's not fun you know what, you have to do, that's not fun, but you're a child of God and you just have to trust, which I did. But then it helped me fit one more accuser ministry stereotype of the ingenious whelp, Levitical patriarchism, not all, but too many. And so even though I was very, celibate and full of joy and peaceful and all of that never wanted to look for anybody because frankly I couldn't see anybody in my opinion in the Christian community I'd want to dare hang out with too closely I need somebody a little bit more mature emotionally and healthy and can stand on their own two feet and not be a people pleaser crowd follower yet be loving like my dad and mom Ephesians 4 excuse me 521 as well as 522 for marriage Equally yoked, emotionally and spiritually, pure in heart, and, you know, can handle a minister, whatever this is, whatever this may be, and still be a real person. Because I can be, you know, I don't like to be a minister all the time, but I like to be with the Lord all the time. So the topic is, what I would really want to do is get back into stirring up the gifts in the saints with music. And my prayer need is prayer support, prayer protection, because I really want to get a land base. You know, I had the other time (laughs) when I went over to start, get away from the, try a new area, which was more free thinking over in Denton. That's where I ended up having the big workplace office assault by, I guess, a quoted Christian who was stoned and on drugs. And a womanizer and so i had had distraction because i had had car trouble i'd been witnessing and all of a sudden the devil didn't like it the buddhists the hindus all that stuff my favorite turf and my car died after no trouble so i thought do i dare cuz i didn't know anybody i didn't have any family in town so I thought, do i dare camp in the car at the firestone parking lot over there or should I stay in my office, which is really nearby, in my third floor bank building, and you know, just see what how to handle this? And because a lot of people were wandering around in the area at night, I felt that was the wisdom. So I did stay in there and lock myself in, and turned out this person comes in stoned and drunk, even though I had subleased. And a long story short, I won't go into it, but I had to say no four times, It still wasn't enough, so finally I escaped and when i ran past i guess the machismo factor kicked in I, he said you you know so he threatened me and i went on filed a police report didn't press charges cuz he had two young children and i knew he was stoned and you know that makes a difference but then i called the person who i you know that he rented from that i was subleasing through him to the top person who owned that third floor building big building that leased to others and just thought he needed to know this was going on. So, turned out those two, I don't know what was going on. I'd seen weird activity only one time before I accepted that sublease. I checked to see what kind of people were coming into this person's clientele, and they looked like family people. However, one day, only one time when I checked in, there was this long-legged, young, beautiful girl with red high heels sitting outside the door. I had to go through his long hall to get to my one-room office for the ministry. So then I noticed that she was waiting. I thought, well, you know, all right, keep my own mind to myself. I'll go on back. Well, it turned out she came in and they disappeared in his one room for about eight hours, ten hours. So I left, and all I could think of something fishy was going on with business. So as a result, the good old boys banded together, who owned the building, and who I had forgiven as a Christian to try to not take his business, and I was not pressing charges on purpose. And they came after me, and they stole my rent I'd paid. They, Locked the keys and changed the locks. Then they threatened me with veiled texts, and they sent the police as I was stranded with no car at the Starbucks. And I was camping out. Camping out every night, walking it out, learning about the life like that. You know what? I'm not proud. I was feeling like Elijah when all these things weird happened to me. I know God is with me. He tells me how to do it. He's kept me safe. Nothing terrible happened but it gives me a taste of how bad it is when something really does happen a real rape a real good old boy incident where they come after you like 60 minutes and sick the police on you to retaliate and keep you quiet because they think you're a stupid female because they're good old boys and then when I got sick the police two times ruining my reputation sitting as a quiet christian in starbucks and I videotaped every day like a journal. It's still up there, hidden, on YouTube. I wrote about it, social injustice, because I, I it gives you enough to think about how it really hurts people, and it hurt my economy dramatically ever since, frankly. But because I know the Lord, it's so He's so big, and I just hang loose like a prophet, one of His prophets like Elijah. I know that one of the prophets, Andrew Womack, On television, their ministry. He had his son died, and he had to keep faith because he'd been in the morgue five hours that he wouldn't die. So I think of that a lot. Other kind of brave Christian stories. So all these things are to block my energy, my path to worship. And I love. I'm such a you know when I can and focus. I really enjoy composing and being a free spirit, getting new words of the Lord. I have TCLSound.com and my music. What's left of it is, if you want to hear the sound, I have sort of like, I can go rock. I can go any, I have a lot of rhythm, God gave me, and then I can go very jazz. Celebration of his word, music.com. Celebration of his word, music.com. TCL sound is just what I was trying to write and focus on, never got too far. But that was then, this is now, I can't wait. I'm out of the box. What happened with that? Time in Starbucks when they—I was sitting there and I had politely, very politely, in James three seventeen form, asked politely nobody, you know, so I wouldn't. (laughs) It was sort of scary, but I did it. I phoned and left messages politely on the answering machine of the partner of the lawyer who was in on this, and to give me my stuff back, my keyboard, and so I did it politely. Nobody ever answered. I was stonewalled. So one day I was sitting in the office they were sending me texts i'd also filed against harassment for my own safety being the alone person there Well, one day i come i'm sitting there you know just very quiet and all of a sudden i this two policemen come in and one of them is like caloric angry fully weaponed to the max no smile very sort of a bullying posture intimidating clearly and I think man who's he after it was me (laughs) and he comes over and reads me the riot act and he says you gotta stop I'm here to tell you to stop harassing so-and-so at the top and I went wow this man's got these people in his pocket this is like 60 minutes good old boy network is after me but I have gotten so that I'm not going to be bullied and pushed around, but it made me only feel that if, how must a black person feel? How must persons of another race feel? Innocent people when they come after you, some of you. And it got me even more on my freedom from fear to be a wuss and to be bolder and speak and confront racism and all injustice and say, why aren't we all these big Christians, born-again types, out there doing something? And now we got all the pandemic, but we got the the cry for injustice. It should be trained from childhood up, equal opportunity, real respect by the mother and the father, and then they need to not talk about other races or criticize or accuse the government or the leader's or the politics, or complain in front of their children. They're all listening, and it's filling up immature hard drives. And it can be reactionary, but it can be very sowing seeds of mayhem, but sowing seeds of disrespect and bias. So it's a lot of work. And I think, personally, with everyone defunding police departments, my PS is, why don't you refund them? Put it out there refund those police departments why are they paying people such bad pay and only getting the bottom of the you know not all are bottom of the barrel but too many must be the bottom of the barrel because they're not willing to fork out big bucks to go pay big salaries to get quality people who are not reactionary racist. one raise their pay two pre-screen better spend more money to pre-screen better against potential reactionary violent racists and all sorts of people wife beaters violent husband beaters last 3 spend money to pre-screen the pre-screeners those pre-screeners are screwing it up excuse my language but they're really missing it they're not getting all the racists out they're not they've not been doing a good job they need more money better techniques and to really because it isn't that when they take their test oh I'm a racist it's going to come out it's going to happen when they're under pressure and a lot of the pressure I'll be honest is because they're keyed up because they have no money and they don't come from a very healthy background with a lot of healthy energy in their hard drive so when I was sitting there two years ago now it's not it's been pretty bad It's been a famine. But on the other hand, I think, you know what? I don't say poor me. I say, why are people so slow to move and love people in the community? And why aren't we doing a better job with our children, our racists, our police force, anti racist and social injustice? And when I tried to call for help because I was alone, no family, I found out who acts like what and see that's part of my gift is i get to enjoy (laughs) no matter what no matter how but then i watch who does what how do i act how do they react and i found the worst group are the contented self-absorbed usually a little bit overweight but not all The safe village, the we centric village, we are the world back from the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. And now they're a little clubby, a little bit happy, you know. In other words, there's not any, they're not hungry for more of the Lord. And so they make people feel worse, like the enemy of Jesus, people, because they look down on you. They can be very snobby. But I'm out there because, you know, I've been, my aunt helped the poor. I've always given to the homeless. I've always been out with people in the rank and file. That's my turf. I was raised that way in ministry. My father and mother were pastors down to earth and I'm the same. So nothing offends me except people who are so offensive that they're so so clannish, clubbish, psychologically diagnosing you. They're not realistic of real people. And what I really fondly remember with Denton, it was not just an all-red state, even though a lot of people are, and that's their choice. I'm saying it was open-minded to really compassionate infrastructure. They had set up to help homeless and car people, and I want to help car people when I get where I can. I really did. I met people that I left with and that I transported in my own car, and everyone's an individual. Some are mentally off. Some are on drugs, but many are not. And they' just you know helped their parents and they gave it all, and then they had a heart attack and couldn't afford it, and they lost their home. so there's nothing stereotype typical stereotypical, or nothing to be ashamed of. and when I met people on the other side of that, a few people, I found a lot you know a lot of people were too sheltered, they're too Christian fine-tuned, they're too into themselves or too whatever it is, perfect, that they have to project rejection and accusation and somebody who tells they've just come off appalling shipwreck. And so I learned a lot. Really, believe me, I cannot tell you how joyful I am. I've never been more joyful in the last two years because I know the Holy Spirit. I know his power. I know his fellowship. And I've learned so much about how not to be. And I know so much how not to accuse anybody when they're already down. Don't use your pop culture, pop psychology on me oh, it's always your fault, the tone is, really implying you did it because you have unforgiveness baggage, you're offended, blah, blah, blah. Well, so, that's <laughs> just pitiful. Jesus said, weep with those who weep, show compassion and empathy. In Galatians 6.1, it talks to the leader and it says, if you see somebody think is in sin, you are to go personally make an appointment and go confront them in humility going in humility to someone because you care about them and the love of the Lord. But also it says, go in humility in case you yourself will go through something and be tempted just like that later. I don't think we're, I think about how many years ago, 12 years ago out here, I'd been here 15. I kept getting what's missing in the theology. Let me analyze the doctrine. Yes, we can have faith. We can grow our faith. We can believe big We can get blessed, our ministry can prosper, we can get stronger, we can get joyful, we can get healed, which I still want. But I thought, where is the relationship, empathy and compassion and long-suffering like Ephesians 4? There's no community. It's about us, our four, and no more in our system. And that's what really drove me out. I'll be honest, that's why I'm out of DFW landscape. I really like Texas. I would have preferred to stay there. I love its heart. I like the basic daily life, but if you can't find really normal family-type ministry or Christian after all those years, and it's a struggle, and they look down on you because you're not in with the famous crowd, and you don't want to be, you really don't want to be, and because I do believe in the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I thought the Denominationals Baptists were fine. I thought the Methodists, believe me, and Denton were lifesavers. I thought a lot of the people that are normal natural Christians out of church were great. But when you try to go toward the system of the legalistic, famous TV preacher follower and they're the tongue talker, you know, the, they don't really pray in tongues. I don't think anyone anywhere out there does. Maybe a couple. No, I really mean a few might. But you can't get anywhere... You can't get connected because they have this sort of like cult follower feel. Not that it comes from the head person, the founder, male or female. I'm not saying about, but the people themselves are not evaluating that they need to think for themselves and think of other people and not just following every word, jot and tittle of the famous prophet. So that's a teaching point right now. I believe in legally wed... Christians that are Ephesians 5, 21, mutually submitted in the fear of the Lord, like my parents, like I believe good marriages are, my friends in life. But I believe that in chain of command order, after the wife and husband are mutually submitted in the fear of the Lord, why would the woman not enjoy being submitted? She's not being controlled, dominated, forced to, you know, oppressed, oppressed. So I never had an issue with that. I really didn't. It would be a personality deal if they were legalistic or controlling. That's a whole nother deal. But because I have no issue with that, I found a lot of people do. <laughs> a lot more people do. And so if I were to fit, if I were to go back and think, man, everybody and their fine paraphernalia has pegged me from afar in their own comparing themselves with ch- By themselves, which is not wise, it says in the Bible, that I am not, I guess, qualified, or that I'm not worthy, because I am one, single, alone, middle-aged, not 20s and and 30s male, that I am divorced, even though I was forced to and had no, not even spoken to, just called up and dismissed after 32 years, four years of dating after that, I had no I'd never expected it. You know, in other words, so the issue is everybody's got to hear God for themselves now more than ever. And you cannot wait on a soul and even depend upon a Christian. Back when I started, I'd always been in ministry, grown up in ministry, had my, you know, sort of was serving a large as a minister. But then I had an official ministry, Tavo DRC, encouraging word, back in the 80s, right? When the Jim Baker, Jim Swaggart TV media scandals it was before all the highfalutin stuff took over now. There was no red state, blue state. It was just like everybody figuring it out, more of a community feel. Not perfect, still racism, but not perfect. But anyway, I remember when the Jim Baker scandal happened and all these people, including my friend, the Christian friend at this big church where I had a Bible study, I remember how it affected and shell shook a lot of people. And, bef- and all this accusation against leadership and on TV people came in and nobody stood up to block it in the Christian community. I remember before and after. So I thought, Lord, I remember a person I had loved, had given money or put one of those men up on a pedestal. And when that person fell, he got cynical toward preachers. All right, he got cynical, and it grew as a spirit of offense. Many did. I had this friend, the girlfriend, at the same time who had given money to one of the people who, you know, the one that fell, another one, and she had always said, "Oh, praise the Lord, this, praise the Lord, that, praise the Lord," you know, all the time. Well, when that happened, she quit. She quit, and I never saw her again. I don't know what happened. Hope she didn't fall away. But that's the start of America falling away. So when I was in the big church of 1200 back then, that was where my ministry really started. And it was like, you know, there were not many churches that large at the time in the late eighties, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, what about this? Why are people falling away? And what are you gonna, you know, what am I supposed to think? And he opened my Bible up. He gave me a scripture, Micah seven five, which because I was not well known, well heard of, then not many people got it, you know, could hear me say it, but I'll say it again right now. Micah 7, 5, it says, do not put your trust in man. Do not put your trust in the one who lies beside you in bed. Do not even put your trust in anyone except God. And I thought, that's it. The people that got hurt, the people that got used, the people that got offended and then left God or got cynical or bitterness started to grow, had put their faith in a person, a human person, and the person turned out to be a con artist. So from that time forward, I thought, let me say it. Everybody, train your people. I've always trained mine. I said, train your people to put their confidence in God, not in man, like Paul. Paul said he was proud of the noble Berean Jews who picked apart his doctrine to see if it was correct and lined up with the Torah. You know, in in all that in his day. That also ties in with Psalm 118, which is the verse for our teammate university, Apostolic Teammate University. And in the middle of that Psalm, Psalm 108, eighteen. excuse me, Psalm 118, verses eight and nine, it says, Do not put your trust, confidence in a man, only put your confidence in God. The next verse says, Do not put your confidence in princes or leaders, elders. Only put your confidence in God. And from that time forth, I haven't. I let people speak into my life. But you know what? From that time on, I've gone through hell. (laughs) People do not like my spirit, some of these. And it turned out, when I was getting profiled, racially profiled, gender profiled, a while back, in the 80s, when I was in the prophetic movement, really in the 90s, rather, excuse me, late 90s, I thought, you know, I'm getting profiled. I can go to this group, the Baptist, and my extended family and real Pentecostals and certain kinds of Christians, nobody bats an eye. They treat me with respect. These leaders, they light up, they say hello, especially always black people do. But when I go into this one particular kind of group, the same style, no matter what state, I would find myself being distanced from. They'd have deer in the headlights look like, you know, I've seen something evil. So now I can train you about it because you don't want to do that to people, innocent people and visitors that you've never spoken to. Turned out when I racially profiled back in the late 90s, I got whelp. I found these are Western European Americans. They're back into the law. They don't understand females. They don't want to. They have a you know backwoods, maybe spiritual father feeding them information from tradition and Jezebel. They teach a lot about Jezebels in their ministry. And it's not fun, but you try to be charitable and you love them and forgive them. But you, you know it. You know that you're really not of them because they have their, <laughs> their way. And so I learned how not to be. But I learned how, a lot of good things from the whelp. Some of these whelp. And then when I found what's going on in the doctrine, it accuses. Like if you go under the typical. They see a lot of witches, a lot of Jezebel spirits in their doctrine up and down the east coast, deep south, all over. You're going to find that, that breeds accusation. And when I was out on DFW and kept bumping into this symbol and the Lord revealed, he opened it up. And I'm going to find my articles on TavoLeader.com way from the tur- 2013. I wrote about the Eli, the compassion fatigued Eli Temple High Priesthood of First Samuel who had, was resting on his laurels, he'd gotten overweight, he was middle-aged, he put up and tolerated with his own two sons who were on the ministry team, who slept with the women, used people, and commandeered the offering for themselves, and made the offering a stench in the eyes of the people, which it is now. So the corrupt priesthood was there, they were compassion fatigued, and when the lone woman, turned out it was Hannah, they hadn't had a prophet yet while well, the lone persecuted woman weeping and grieving on the front steps shows up while Eli's sitting out there taking a sunbath on the porch steps and he looks over and sees the, quote, stereotypical woman. There's that female, overly emotional, shaking her shoulders. And instead of rising up like a gentleman office of the Lord would, he sits there and judges her, accuses her as being drunk. And there she was being persecuted, it says, by the other wife, Penina, because she was barren and childless, and she was actually there because her husband, Elkina, adored her and preferred her aboard the others. She had favor with her husband, but the high priest, the stagnant, compassion-fatigued, I've seen it all, lost first love lampstand was an accuser, not a compassionate office. So I have many things, and it turned out that Eli, <laughs> Eli's come in, hide your hearts now. That old song, Eli's come in, hide your hearts now. That's for, the, for a word of the Lord for right now. It's pre-COVID, but it still applies for whenever we are allowed to get back together. And you read what happened. That was the time that priesthood, when it was office, it, would, it incurred Ichabod, the lone prophet, an unheard of, non-famous prophet suddenly appears and gives the word of the Lord from the Holy God to Eli. He says, because of your sin, not willing to correct your two sons, I'm going to bring, take your whole house out, and you'll no longer sit. There'll be no more Eli high priesthood in the nation, and I'm going to take you out, and sure enough, they all died. Instead, this new person, Samuel, the prophet came up and they started getting the prophetic movement in the nation. There's so much more to talk about, to teach. I just don't have time, but I want to know that we're really in it for trying to present God, whether it's in speaking, whether it's in a word of the Lord, a message, but also worship. And my tent maker in the past was being a professor, a speaker, but also a uh, just a, a musician. And then I'd love to have a team if the lord allows and wants i really enjoy technology using mac for many years i've been on live stream been on a lot of things do it myself but right now i need to help get help from people to really get back going and we found ourselves an office that for the future in up here in south park as far as i can tell but we really want to be out there networking my heart is really to be about the area doing good helping somebody whether it's encouraging Doing theology training workshops, relationship theology, abiding in James 3:17 for families, giving counsel, uh, you know, creative think tank for leaders, doctrinal reviews to really hear God on things like a collaborative ministry. That's what I like and multicultural. Also, get the E O R R anti-racism and bias out it's still in its fledging fledgling form but we need the right prayer and connections to get it going full force so if you feel like you could be there and pray or you know and even donate we could use that to get it going get it really stable so i can get back on filming on course and have a real venue to let the lord move and do his thing We're for the bride of Christ. I'm against the pride of Christ. Self-righteousness. Self-righteous do-gooderism is old former move. Also is, so is self-flagellation, accusation, and gossip. Old move. No more poor me move. No more poor victim. Eli Temple, I priesthood. Oh yeah, they're hurt. You know, they left. We don't know why. We lied about them, gossiped, and we you know never really were truthful but they left and you know it's their fault no more please no more victim let's be victors and let's get over no more oh no and i'm going to be honest there are real witches and real jezebels but assess them don't accuse them let's say man we're so full of god has given us all of isaiah 11 2 and 3 power and might of his spirit let's bind them and loose him and lead them to the Lord if they show up God is good his mercy endures he's not a white God he's not a black God he's all colors combined and when I had a vision in 2000 a little mini blurb at the beginning of 2020 the Lord told me a word to say and I'm gonna say it he said tell them I'm not tell them that I'm a lot browner than they think I am so I'll leave you with that God is good his mercy endures Keep in touch at dfwleader at gmail.com, even though we're in Charlotte. (laughs) The Lord is good. We can still be there by spirit and on TV. Take it easy. God bless.